0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 29, season three of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We are here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Even Richie, um, well, what a first round of finals we had, um, including a Sunday clash that will not be forgotten for some time. But what do you think of the round, and how was your weekend?
1: Mate, uh, what a round. What a a week one of finals. Um, Some gripping contests, and yeah, and and you're right. That Rabbitohs-Roosters game, you won't forget in a hurry (laughs) For, uh, for a number of reasons. But, yep, weekend was great, mate. Hope yours was as well.
0: Yeah, it was good, thanks. And um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you're going to catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything in, that you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of finals week one and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've got for each other. We'll then preview finals week two and make our tips uh, before end of the night with a recap of the Super League. So, remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well jump straight into the stories of the week, Richie. And I see Jacko and Simon are here. Even guys,
1: hey, fellas, yes, sounds um, good.
0: First story, I suppose, most obvious um, Seven Simbins and the Roosters Rabbits uh clash. Um, we're going to talk about it um, a bit more in the match review, obviously. But, uh, what was your take on the binnings? S-
1: seven Simbins, it sounds to me like. That game was a, was a Brad dream, that one. Um, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think we were just chatting a bit uh, before jumping on, on air. Yeah. Seven sin bins sounds very high, but I, I there were a couple that were, maybe were a bit dodgy, but a lot of those I couldn't really argue with, and it felt like the players took it out of the referee's hand a bit.
0: Yeah, there were definitely some there that I think were harsh. Like we talked before we went live. Um Victor Radley's first simbining um for the alleged punch, I thought was harsh. Um Burgess, I thought he was hard done by for what he got simbin but I thought he should have got simbin for his head high on Tedesco. yeah So I, I think it was just due to the fact that he got let off and then a few seconds later he did the same thing again. Um but yeah, it's it's interesting. It was, a, it was a very interesting game to end the first week, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll leave that there until we go into the match review. Well, I'm adding a bit more to our story from last week about Taylor May. Um, we talked about on the show that he had been um, given a suspension and it was pushed to the beginning of next season. We didn't. That was all we really had. But after we went off the air, uh, um, Peter Valandis decided he needed to get his face on camera again. and um, gave a um, a pretty reasonable um, explanation if you believe him. Um, He says that he delayed the suspension for the fans as they should not be punished for May's discretion. Um, What do you think? Because I know I just said that it made great sense, but I think the reasoning actually made it worse.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think so too. Um, I know it's going back a bit and under different people who ran the NRL, but look at people who've been rubbed out of final series, and, and we've seen Cam Smith, we've seen Isaac Luke rubbed out of grand finals. Um, I know this is an off-field incident, but if anything, it might be a little worse. That's I feel the like off.
0: I feel off the field is worse because um, it's a legal.
1: It's a legal matter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I don't like it, mate. It just opens. Opened a can of worms, I think, and we've seen in the past people miss massive games because of um, silly suspensions and and now because it's a Panthers player. Yeah, got to think of the fans.
0: Yeah. Well, you could say as um, the Roosters, they lost Lindsay Collins. Yeah. And um, they needed to keep winning in order to get him back before grand final time. Um, Obviously, that's not going to happen now, but that same reasoning – they should have been able to use as well going the roosters fans it it will punish them if he doesn't play but then yeah i it seems that it's gone back to normal because all the other bannings have happened um are happening straight away including um a new one for taylor may which we'll talk about soon but um, simon's yeah. just mentioned as well saying peter volandes is bad for the sport um you should consider how the other fans feel about it yeah it's for the betterment of penrith fans but um Eels fans I'm sure would have been happy to see him go. Yeah. And um I don't want to besmirch um Taylor May, but it's not like he's a top tier Panther either. Like I'm not saying it's right, but if it was Cleary or someone like that, like a big name, um, or like even if it was a rooster like Tedesco or something like that, I could see I wouldn't agree with the decision, but I could see the reasoning. But it's you know a young back that they could quickly slot in with someone else um and then simon's added to the volandes saga saying he should probably negotiate better with the broadcast to get more money um yeah that was the big thing at the moment where they kind of rushed their negotiations and left um fox i believe it was with enough money to pick up rugby union as well which was a bad business decision by the nrl they could have got more Mm. money but um I don't understand enough of it yet, so I'm going to do some more research because we'll have more time next week to probably discuss that since there's only two games. So um, I'm going to do more research on that, Simon, and we'll we'll hit that one next week. Um, But we'll continue with Taylor May because I think Karma played its part um, as he was sent to the bin in the game that he shouldn't have been playing and um, has been given another week's suspension for a high tackle, and he also injured his hamstring. Um, and may miss the rest of finals anyway. Um, He has elected to take his one-week suspension now since he's injured, and it doesn't really matter. Um, But, yeah, do you think that's a bit of karma? Or am I just being a bit harsh?
1: Being a bit harsh, Brad? No, I mean, it's almost, yeah, it's a couple bits of karma. Like you say, um, injured, uh, sin and and suspension as well. So... Yeah, it all it all yeah. ended up being for nothing. The the yeah, the people upset over his suspension being pushed to next year.
0: Yeah, and Simon's just come back saying um, Fox um, gave more money to the AFL and Channel Nine gave money to Rugby Union. So yeah, they lost on both sides. Um, so great business decision by by Volandis there. Um, but next bit of news, it's it's hard. I can't. Um, can't get my head around it, but Manly, we, we're talking about them a lot. But um, Des Hasler, <laughs> the news around him continues to swirl. Um, one day you're getting told that he's going to get an extension on his contract um, as head coach. And then the next day you're hearing that he's going to walk out and not be their coach next year. Um, the player or the coach I was trying to talk about last week that I couldn't remember is Jason Riles. Mm. Uh, finally came to me about three hours after we finished the show. Um, But he's also been rumored to be a target for Manly to either come in and overtake Hasler when Hasler's retired or replace him outright if he decides to walk. So uh, obviously we'll we'll keep an eye on uh, an ear on the ground for what's happening with Dez and Manly. Manly's just uh, a horrible place of news right now. Um, It doesn't seem like anything's going right. But what's your take? Do you think Dez is going to stay or if he's going to move on?
1: who knows mate it's like you say it at, at manly right now it all seems it's all seems a bit of a mess I don't know what Dez has done to warrant being shown the door i mean he hasn't he's had a lot of cards not fall his way this year but you rewind back to 2021 and he, his team finished top four um my other thing is who you, who are they going to replace him with Yeah, there's Ryle's. I don't know. For me, Dez Hassel is a manly, a manly guy. Um, yeah, I I think he's had a tough year, and a lot of the struggles towards the back end of the season, I don't think fall on his head. Um, obviously, it's been well documented. We've talked about it lots. Jersey Gate uh, seemed like there was a divide in the playing group, um, and then they hung Dez and Cherry Evans out to dry, making them. F- uh, front of the press conference for that, so yeah, I in a way I feel pretty sorry for Dez.
0: Uh, I'm sure you're the only one, but well done. Um, Jacko said that he dizzy um, is done, and if he stays, all end in tears. I'm yeah, I'm sitting on the fence on it. I I'm not a fan of getting rid of coaches unless you got someone that can replace them, and mm. I don't seem. Well, Who's to say you could throw riles in there and he could be successful like we're seeing with Peyton and Fitzgibbon, um, when they've gone to the Cowboys and Sharks. Um, you just don't know. He could also, you know, completely fail like a Trent Barrett, um, or a Nathan Brown. Um, you just don't know. Um but yeah, we'll we'll have to see. And yeah, Jacko's talking about um uh, Manley's caps out of balance. I think that's a big problem too. Um They've got a lot of money stored away on some mm. players, and at the moment you're not getting what you need out of those big money players. So um, yeah. uh, Tommy Turbo, you know, give him a bit of leeway. He's injury prone um, mm. and hasn't been able to survive the seasons. But even this year when he was playing, he wasn't playing overly great. Um, I don't
1: I don't think he was necessarily very fit for the whole of the season Like. Some of those games he played at the start of the year, he looked to be carrying injury. But yeah. I think Jack Jacko raises a good point. I mean, when Tommy Turbo's on form, he carries a lot of their hopes and he plays well, they play well, and they perform. But, um, and that's irrespective of who coaches. I mean, yeah, could be there next year. Turbo, if Turbo plays all their games, they're a top eight side again easily, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah
0: yeah so um I'll keep my ear to the ground and hopefully we actually get a definitive um avenue that this is going to go and we can talk about it when that actually happens um there are reports uh, for the next bit of news that um West Tiger Jock Madden signed a two-year deal with the Broncos although there's been no official word from either him or Brisbane um it's interesting because i there were rumors that he was looking at going to potentially the knights and things like that because he wanted game time and hearing that he's going to brisbane i don't see him getting game time there so it's an interesting um decision um i'm sure he'll he'll do well if given the chance but yeah i don't see him making it into the halves there mm. right now um what's your take
1: same as yours. I don't see him being a starter at Brisbane um, in the halves with Reynolds, and I'm assuming they're going to keep running with Ezra Mann. Um, you think so? Maybe Jock Madden's going to place take the place of a Tyson Gamble uh, and be the third third in line.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, see I suppose being third in line at Brisbane's better than being at the Tigers. Maybe uh, mm. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> oh, anything uh, is really. <laughs> yeah next bit of news i think is a faux pas on my point but um i'm not sure if it's gone under the radar or or if it is just me not paying attention but i talked to you a few days ago because i just found out but um spark sports secured the rights to the rugby league world cup over sky here in new zealand um bit of a surprise you'd think sky sport would have would have gone for it especially since the you know the coverage of the nrl and origin and everything um but disappointing because it means i have to go buy sky sport for a, a couple of months or a month to cover the world cup um because i want to be we, we're obviously going to do some shows talking about the world cup here mm. and i'm I'm hoping to do some writing on the kiwis journey so um yeah and simon said it's been known for the last six months see i'm just that naive simon i just assumed it would be with um with sky but yeah what's your take on that richie
1: yeah, it was news to me too, Brad. So obviously, you and I have had our heads buried in the sand for the past six months. Um, yeah. I think now you're discovering a secret behind why I have so many different emails because uh, start a new email, get a free trial. Um, but no, in all seriousness, I think I'll pay the. You said it was roughly 25 bucks, right? I think I'll pay that for the World Cup. 20, 25, 40 bucks
0: yeah I I'll think cop- I looked it was like 25 bucks for a month um yeah i cop that. And it, yeah and um yeah Simon says that it, um they've got the the men's women's and wheelchair rugby league and that Sparks very good at winning these one-off events because of uh, with money and Sky holding their money back for something yeah yeah, yeah. so um but yeah Jacko may have just learnt as well because said it's annoying Um, Yeah, it's a a pain getting just extra ones, but that's the business. Um, I guess Sky may have decided since it's in the UK and it's going to be funny hours, they might not get as many viewers anyway. Um, I feel like it's the wrong decision with how strong all these international teams are starting to look. I think it it could be one of the better World Cups in some time. Mm. Um, But yeah, uh, $25, uh, I'm sure I'll I'll get it into the budget. It'll work out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and uh, next bit of news, we'll move on from that. Uh, Rooster Luke Carey mentioned in an interview um, this week that he believes the NRL should limit the amount of contact training sessions um, the teams have, just like what the NFL does, in an A to insist in reducing concussions and injuries. What's your take on that? Do you, do you think that's something the NRL should look at? Or should they leave that for teams to make that decision?
1: Well, I think it kind of had, the way teams train kind of has to fall on the the clubs, really, doesn't it? I mean, I don't know what what restrictions the NRL could put in place, um, but at the same time, I'm not surprised Kerry would come out and say something like that. He's had massive struggles with concussions, so um, he's probably just looking out for himself and and his fellow players. But yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. It's a, it's a tough contact game. You got to train for that somehow.
0: Yeah. Well, I think I, I'm not sure exactly how the NFL works, but I know like in training, they have the red shirts. So like your quarterback and like your key players, they have like a red thing on, and that means the defenders and the practice don't hit them. Mm. You know, it's like touch, um, just to make sure. You know, you don't want your, you know. 10 20 30 million dollar a year quarterback going down because one of your defenders you know hit him but yeah it's a different sport um but I I would have no issue with uh, a club deciding their own way if you've got a guy like Luke Carey that you know gets you know concussions quite regularly you kind of tell everyone to kind of ease up on you know poleaxing him at training um <laughs> But, yeah, I'm sure it's something that clubs have looked into already and decided. Um, but, yeah, it, it's you, you train how you want to play, I guess, is, yeah, is yeah, the that, old cliche.
1: That's the way I see it. Um, I'm sure you were the type to do some grubby moves on your teammates in your day two.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, never to try to hurt them. No, no, of course not but yeah um we'll we'll see what happens there that might be something that they start talking about more regularly in the offseason um they're not really going to talk about right now but um Cody Walker at the Rabbitohs is decided to hold off contract talks with the Rabbitohs until the season's ended I personally I don't think it's anything sinister like he's going to look for a deal elsewhere or anything I feel like he'll stay with the Rabbitohs until he hangs up the boots but um, they kind of got more important things to worry about right now than going into nitty-gritty. You know, they want to try to make the grand final. So I see that situation. Um, he's kind of been quiet all year about, do I want to go? You've heard no rumours other than to traditional he's going to the Dolphins that every player that's off contract is. Um, but, yeah, I think it's a good decision, um, you know, focusing on the job at hand right now. You've got plenty of time. He's obviously, I feel like he's very comfortable there. They basically let Reynolds go to keep him mm-hmm. around so I don't see him leaving straight away. But um, what's your take? Do you think that it's a sly move and he's going to be a Dolphin?
1: No. I, I wouldn't say so. He strikes me as the type of player that'll want to be a rabbito until he retires and he's, a, he's probably a couple years away from that but he's, he's not the youngest. Uh, I think he he debuted quite late. You know, he didn't he come did. into regular first-grade action until he was into his mid to late 20s, I believe. But
0: He was yeah, a lot like, bloomer.
1: Yeah, he was. and I agree. I think the position the Rabbitohs are in now, it's probably smart him focusing on the footy because they have a, a pretty good chance that, with the form that they're in. And, and with him and Latrell firing, um, he was epic on the weekend. I thought his ball playing was... Was great, so yeah, keep riding that train and make those decisions. Once, once it's all said and done this year,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, and next bit of news: um, Wigan Warriors have tabled a massive offer to Bevan French to try and tempt him to remain with the club instead of taking the Knights' offer. Um, it sounds like it was a, a like superstar level value, um, which I'm happy to see him stay there as a, a Wigan Warrior fan. Um, I think staying with Wigan and building with what they've been doing this year would be a lot better for him career wise than going to the Knights, um, especially with all the talk. I know Andrew Johns came out this week and said he thinks Ponga could move into the halves, but Caelan Ponga says he still wants to be a fullback. And I don't see Bevan French going there to be, uh, you know, just sitting on the bench waiting for um, a chance to shine or be a winger. Um, so I feel like he'll stay at Wigan. You you think he'll take the risk and go to Knights or well,
1: I think if Wigan have thrown him a nice offer, I think probably a good idea to take it if it if it's substantially more than what he might make at the Knights. I mean, he's a superstar over there at Super League. Um when he was in the NRL he he had some great moments and then some some quiet moments as well, but he seems to be Consistently superstar level over there, so if he's going to make some good coin doing that,
0: yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he should. Stay. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get some news about that before we finish up for the for the season. So we'll have some definite answers, pretty sure. And um, Simon's also mentioned that thing is he could get homesick over there, which happens quite a lot. Um yeah. yeah I I think he'll stay though. It's it's ridiculous money. But um, second to last bit of news before we get into injuries, uh, Joseph Tappany uh, looks set to become a high-valued free agent with multiple clubs ready to throw their hat in the ring. Um, do you think he's going to leave the warrior, the Raiders, Richie? I personally would like to see um, Andrew McFadden lure him to the Warriors. I think he'd fit into that front row very nicely.
1: Um, if he do- If he doesn't... I'd like to see him stay at the Raiders. Obviously, love him to come here. That would be amazing, but um, <laughs> that's massive pipe dream. Um, if he doesn't come here, I'd like to see him stay at the Raiders. Last thing I'd want to see is him go to a a club that I – uh,
0: Go to the Roosters. He'll go to the Roosters.
1: Roosters or Storm. We don't need to see that. Either stay no. loyal to the Green Machine or come to the Warriors.
0: I feel, um, yeah, I'm the same. I only like to see him leave if he was coming to the Warriors as a Warriors fan. But I I think it's different now if it was last year when, you know, you had the dramas with his wife Mm -hmm. having goes at Ricky and social media and things like that, I would be more um, confident that he might move on. But um, he uh, has really shown um, some great growth this year. And mm-hmm. I think he'll repay that loyalty to the Raiders. So, um, yeah, it'll be good news. <laughs> Got a Panthers fan. It's good to see there's one of you out there. Um, you know, Panthers, I don't see them going all the way. I'm putting it down now just because you said that. They're going to lose to the, <laughs> the Um Last bit of news before we move on to injuries, though. Uh, tomorrow night, we are joining Rue and Hammer um, for their Warriors 2022 season review. Should be a great chat with the boys there. Um, So if you're interested, go and um, join us. It's, I think, 9 p.m. New Zealand time um, on their page. But, um, yeah, should be a great chat and um, hope you join us there. But injuries, we don't have a lot because there's not a lot of teams left. Um, Taylor May, as we mentioned already, injured his hamstring. He's undergoing scans. I've had no confirmation on length of time. Um, So he could be back um, next week. Mitch Moses is racing the clock to be ready for Friday's match after he failed his HIA, um, in the weekend, he was going to need a sign off from a specialist to get the all clear. So it's really up in the air on if he's actually going to play or not. Um, I was hoping to have a definite answer. So I'd be a bit more confident in my pick this week, Mm. but, um, yeah. And all stages, it looks like he should be available. Um, and then Adam Elliott is out this week with a hip injury for the Raiders. Um, and that was it, really. There were a few other injuries. I know there were. they announced that uh, Jared O'Reilly Hargraves and Sam Walker had some substantial injuries that they had got before the game in the weekend and played through because they needed them there. But now they're out, so it doesn't really matter. But they should all be available, including James Odesco, who took a head knock. They'll all be available for World Cup. Um, two of those three will be in for the world cup i don't think sam walker will will be making an appearance but tedesco and hargraves will be so that was all we had there and now we get into naughty boy corner which is quite a lot um due to do one game in particular um but we've got jared where hargraves got three match ban um which he's been told he can take next season or he can take in the world cup so it'd be interesting to see what they do. If he goes to the Kiwis, I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss the first couple of games because the Kiwis do have a reasonably soft draw at the start. So yeah. um, you're not going to need a hard graves when you're playing. I think they're playing Jamaica and things like that. Um, so it's I think that's probably where it will happen. Um, and then Thomas Burgess, um, he's got two match. Um, so he won't be back unless the Rabbitohs make the grand final, which will probably happen. Um, there, I'm sorry, Mr. Panther. Um, but and then we had Taylor May obviously got the one match, which we already talked about. So he's going to miss the f- next game for the Panthers, um, which he was going to miss with injury anyway. And then fines uh Thomas Burgess, he got an $1,800 fine for the grade one high tackle we did to Dudesco. Um, then we've got eighteen hundred dollars for Tane Milne for a grade one high tackle. Um, Joseph Swali got a dangerous contact, eighteen hundred dollar fine. I think that was for him raising his knees when he runs into mm. contact, yeah. um, which he has been warned about before. Um, Dale Fanukan got a three thousand dollar fine for a crusher tackle. Um, Felisi Kafusi got an eighteen hundred dollar fine um, for dangerous contact. And then Spencer um, Linu got a $750 fine um, for a high tackle. So uh, a bit of money made um, this weekend and a bit of money lost. So be interesting to see if we get as much of a rap sheet this week. Um, But that was it we had for that. So we'll go into the NRLW before I hand over to you, Richie. Um, Had some good games this week. Uh, Did you get any of them? yeah Yeah. you watch yep yeah so we we had um we had titans defeating the eels 18 to 16 dragons defeating the broncos 19 to 18 in the first ever golden point in the nrlw and then um the knights defeating the roosters or did i get that one wrong no the knights won didn't they yeah no yeah um i feel like they lost um But no, um, some good get matches there. The only one I actually got to watch was the Golden Point.
1: Um, Oh, see, yeah, I watched the Titans-Eels one. I I watched the one. They were all pretty close and epic-looking games, but probably the one I wanted to watch was the Broncos-Dragons.
0: Yeah, um, it was really good. Um, Mm. And yeah, no, yeah, I did get it wrong. It was 18-16 to the Roosters. Um, so, the Roosters bet the Knights. It was close. I am um, yeah. sorry. I wrote it down on my notes wrong. Um, I just had to jump up on the website. But yeah, really good games. And um, I think it's still a, a testament to how good this competition can be. And hopefully, um, we see it stay as competitive as we saw this week um, once they've got some more teams in the mix. So, um, this week going on, we've got um, all games on Sunday um they got uh, fourth place broncos versus sixth place eels fifth place titans versus first place roosters and then third place dragons versus second place knights Mm, that'll be a goodie yeah some good matches there i think dragons knights will probably be the match of the round Mm. going off here um but yeah that's all we have for that part which means we're going to talk about finals week one which means i hand the floor to you richie
1: sounds good mate so Friday night game, Panthers versus the Eels, 27 to 8. The Panthers get it done. Four tries to one for the Panthers, a double to Brian Torr, one for Dylan Edwards, and one for James Fisher Harris. And just the one try for the Eels, Oregon Kofusi. 7 uh, 6 at halftime with the Cleary field goal. Yeah, impressive from the Panthers, wasn't it, Brad? Um, yeah. Like we've seen, the Eels get up over the Panthers twice this year. wasn't to be for a third time. Um, Cleary didn't miss a beat. I've um, seen the word "masterclass" uh, th- thrown around a few times this week, and they're probably on the money. Uh, he was outstanding, but scary that the Panthers pretty much dismantled the Eels, who who have been known to get up on in these big games against some of the big teams the past couple of years, but yeah, they got taken apart. So it's hard to see a team that might beat the Panthers this year. Again, they're just looking just so strong across the park.
0: Yeah. Jacko said the same as you there. The comp, It's the Panthers comp to lose. Um, they have to have a real bad day to lose. And yeah, as much as I was saying, they're, they're not going to go all the way thing. Uh, that's all being very facetious, but, um, it was a, they were well rested. Obviously, they had a lot of players um, take the week off the week before, and they made it look easy. Um, Nathan mm. Cleary had no sign of ring rust after being um, suspended for so long. Um, he played like he had never left. Um, hard to fault them at all, really. Um, they were dangerous with the ball in hand, and their defence shut the Eels down. Um, James Fisher-Harris continued his great season, further stamping his claim as the best front rower in the game. Mm. um they did have a few errors in them if i want to be nitpicky but they would make an error and then back it up with defense and stop the eels from um going anywhere which is kind of the goal if you make an error you want to you know make up for it um me as you guys have all said now already um many had panthers as title favorites before the finals even started and after this performance it's fair to say that they're the firm favorites to go all the way um eels just picked the wrong time to have an off night um it felt like they were never in the contest to be honest and every time they looked like they were going to start building momentum millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me throw it away with schoolboy errors um mm-hmm. i think that was the glaring thing i saw in this whole game was just they didn't know how to hold on to the ball um losing mitchell moses didn't help them by any stretch but at the point that he went off around the 59th minute i think um they were already over, it, the game was over there um and this is the eels i expect each week um but the perks of finishing the top four is they get another chance, and if they find the form from a few weeks ago, they could surprise us, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, sixteen errors from the eels, so yeah, yeah. I felt like a few of them were made by, um, uh, uh, Funga Blake. Yeah, Walker um, Blake
0: had a night to forget, and there um, were
1: there were a few, but yeah, um. <laughs> you're going to find it hard against the Panthers making that many errors, you're right. So
0: Yeah, but, and I think b- before we move on um, with the Walker Blake, when he started making errors, that's when Cleary started really targeting him as well, Yeah, um, which just adds that masterclass that you were talking about.
1: Yeah, 100%. He, he can spot a weakness, Cleary. He, he's, he's a special player, but yeah, you're right. The good thing for the Eels is this is where finishing top four is so handy for them because they've got this loss out of the way. And, you know, if they bounce back, uh, they can take out anybody. So, yeah, just depends what heel side turns up on the day. Exactly. Uh, the next game on Saturday was the Storm going down to the Raiders, 28-20, five tries to four. The the Raiders met Timuko Jamal Fogarty, Ella, Elliot Whitehead, Hudson Young, and Jordan Rapana. Four tries for the Storm, Xavier Coates with a hat-trick and Nelson Osoffa-Solomona. Poor Xavier Coates getting a hat-trick and they wound up losing. Uh, I think it's the first time since 2014 the Storm failed to go past first round of playoffs. So um, yeah. obviously that's an incredible run. But, um, yeah, props to the Raiders. Um, yeah, really good job to to come back and win that one. I think a lot of their, their forwards are fantastic. Obviously, Tapene, uh, Hudson Young. Um, but, yeah, beating the Storm in Melbourne, that's a thats a good confidence booster for the Raiders for the finals.
0: Yeah, well, I've got on here their dominance in Melbourne continues because I think that was their fourth or fifth. Uh, I'm sure Simon can, can tell us. It was like their fourth or fifth win in Melbourne yeah. in a row. Yeah. Um, and I've got on here, they just played simple footy. There's like no no flashy. They don't, they just do what they need to do. Um, right. They, the pack, as you said, Joseph Tapani, who Josh Papali'i did really yeah. well as well. Yeah. They just controlled the middle and that made, gave the backs all the chances they needed. And they made Storm look silly on defense, which isn't something you hear a lot. Uh, Matt Tomoko uh, was having a field day, including a great one where he fended Munster into next week. Um Jamal Fogarty scored a nice try and just looks composed out there, which I think is probably the, the best compliment I can give him. He um, It's not like he's had a lot of finals experience, it's fair to say. Um, but he was out there just doing what he needed to do. And um, I think that's why the Raiders have been so successful in this amazing run they've had is that they're not trying to overplay their hand. They know each player knows what they need to do and they just mm. do it um which you know hopefully some other teams that didn't make the eight take some notes um but yeah Hudson Young as you mentioned already thought he had another strong night Jordan Rapana looked good and scored probably the flukiest try he'll ever get um where it bounced off Sebastian Chris's head um that was a but, sick play mate that was a sick yeah, play, no doubt <laughs> um but yeah Another impressive outing for the Raiders. Um, they're the story of the finals for me. Um, you know, A couple of weeks ago, we thought they weren't going to make it at all. Um, and I want to see their winning streak continue this week. Um, I, I really want to see that happen. Storm, as you said, out of the finals early, and they've only got themselves to blame, really. Um, they showed they could score points, you know, giving Coates that hat trick and Nelson scoring a try. But mm-hmm. a bit like the Eels, they just made too many errors and plenty of de- poor defensive freeds. And um, I've got here my biggest note. They were just unstorm like which isn't the first time I've said that this year. Um, and with so many players now exiting the club, it's going to be interesting to see how they adjust in 2023. Obviously, it's still that cliche. You never rule them out. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting times there. Um, but, you know, they've still got the the main spine lined up, which is a coal. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I think they've missed Pappenhausen massively. Uh, for one, but yeah, their defense was unstorm-like. You're on the money, 39 missed tackles, and you just have to look at Jamal Fogarty's try as a perfect example. Um, Targeted uh, Nick Meaney in the line, but there were three people that could have stopped him, and he just dragged them over the line. Very unstorm-like. Yeah, and
0: Jacko said, yeah, we're storm D for years, and Simon says, hopefully the Raiders go all the way to the grand final. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah. love to see them make the grand final. Um, but, yeah, great, great match. I was very happy for the Raiders.
1: Yeah, it was was a good match. And on to another great match. How good was this one? Cowboys 32, Sharks 30. Uh, so for the Cowboys, we had five tries. Tom Gilbert, Tom Dearden, Peter Hiku, Murray Taolangi, and Jason Tamalolo with the, the game equaling try in the 79th minute. For the Sharks, Toby Rudolph, Silsefa William Kennedy, Cam McInnes, and William Kennedy with the second try. Uh, this was just back and forth, uh, Brad. I think we were talking before coming on, and I agreed with what you said. Not a lot of defense being played, but highly entertaining. And Valentine Holmes back at Shark Park kicking the field goal to win the game from 45 out against his old club. Um, trying to think how Sharks fans must feel in that situation. It'd be like if the Warriors were good enough to make the finals and play the Cowboys and Peter Hick, who got the game winner, um, would, would rip your heart out. <laughs> but yeah. what a game. What a game.
0: Uh, the Warriors know how to rip our hearts out without going to finals, so don't you worry. Yeah, um, so. Yeah, I've got here, yeah, it was my game of the week in regards to straight football. Um close match ending with golden point. It's what you want to see in finals. Um the fact that it, you know, it went to extra, extra time as well mm. kind of added to the excitement factor. Yeah, as we said before we went live, defense was an issue for both sides. Um they were going try for try all night. Um it's yeah, but the defense did improve once they got to golden point. Um it's like when they knew that any mistake um, could cost them the the game. That's where it all got better. So showed it was there. It's just for some reason they forgot for the first eighty. Um, but yeah, the defense needs work for the Cowboys. Obviously, um, they showed they look good on attack though. Um, nice efforts from Peter Heku. He scored a great try. Tom Dearden's try was good. And then yeah, the the match the match winner effectively. Um, for Jason Tomolo, Um, you know, that I think really gave the Cowboys the edge once they went into Golden Point. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they um, the Cowboys did have a few early chances in Golden Point but couldn't sink them until that, you know, super deep um, Valentine Holmes one. Um, it's good to see him get all the glory in that moment there because it's been such a good season for him this year, I think. Yeah. Um, last year was a bit hit and miss. He was kind of finding his groove but i think he's really gone to a new level for the cowboys here and um yeah great effort from them well deserved the sharks they'll be disappointed um they did more than enough to win this match their forwards are busy telekai he did make a few errors but he made up for them with some strong runs yeah. will kennedy looked dangerous out the back Hines had another good game as well they just needed better defense um But like the Eels, they have a second life, and I think they'll feel more confident with their second shot compared to the Eels in terms of the efforts they put on. You know, The Eels really were um, embarrassed in theirs, where this one they easily could have won um, if they had just done a few things better. But, yeah, fantastic match.
1: He's pretty clutch, isn't he, Valentine? We've seen him do that to us before.
0: Yeah, he, he knows how to do it. I think that's a scary factor in finals footy that you know that you've got valentine who can you know get those two-point field goals reasonably well Mm. um but yeah fantastic for the cowboys
1: yeah yeah massive win for them now they get the rest and uh go back in a couple weeks to play one game away from the grand final at their home in townsville Uh, um that's going to be huge a, a huge leg up for them so congrats cowboys very well done. And last but not least, the massive Sydney rivalry, Rabidos 30, Roosters 14. Five tries to three. AJ Alex Johnston keeps scoring. Latrell Mitchell, Alex Johnston with a second. He knows how to score him. Joy Arrow and Isaiah Tass. Three tries for the Roosters. Angus Crichton, Daniel Tupo, and Nat Butcher. Um this is probably going to be remembered most for the seven sin binnings, uh, absolute carnage. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> on, Brad. yeah so,
0: so, um, it's the most talked about finals game in some time with those seven sin bins. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a game this chaotic, nor will I ever see one this chaotic again. Um, the rabbitos, though, um, they look good in this match despite being down to 11 players. For a spell, they had no issues getting points on the board. Um, Lachlan um, Elias improved his defense this week. We talked last week about how Angus Crichton was just using him as a speed bump. He That didn't happen this week. He he shored up, and he was getting his tackles done. So it was good to see in just one week they, he, they knew the problem, they knew how to fix it, and they got it done. Um, yeah, Alex Johnson's double saw him um, score 30 tries for the second season in a row. Insane. Um, yeah, his ability to find the line's impressive. Um, and yeah, Latrell Mitchell had another strong game and was clinical with the goal kicking, which he liked to remind all the Roosters fans um, <laughs> after he was doing them all. Um, just a good outing for Souths. Um, I think if they can beat the Sharks this week, it could lead to a great matchup against the Panthers in the prelims. Um, there was a bit of talk before I move on about the Roosters about the rabidos milking. Um, and i think it's a fair criticism i know Latrell's come out and said that his he was blaming the bunker and not not that his players milking i think it's probably a bit of both i think there was definitely some milking in there um and yeah like jacko's kind of said uh cheap shots and diving for penalties with all the push of um ruined the game 200 minutes to watch less than 50 minutes yeah um yeah there was i think the milking led. yeah there was a lot of stuff that it led to and I've said it before on the show. I think the best way to fix it um, if the NRL had the balls was um, if you stay down for an injury, you go off for an assessment. Um, And if you go off for an assessment, that should remove some of these guys milking because if you have a guy like you you obviously want him on the field. If he knows if he milks here, gets that penalty, but he's off for the next 10 minutes for an assessment, he's not going to do it. So I think yeah. that would fix the problem a little bit, maybe. But um, it wasn't all because of that, that the Roosters lost. I think the the Roosters had the wrong attitude in this match. Um, we talked about it before we went on air. They were niggly all night um, due to that rivalry. And after that first sim binning, which I didn't agree with, but after that first sim binning four minutes into the match, the Roosters should have known that um, the ref wasn't going to let um, some of that stuff go and adjust. You know, Mm. it's that cliche, you got to play to the whistle, play to the guy that's making the officiating. Um, Yeah, they were harsh, but you got to change your play. Um, But Sam Walker, I thought he had an off night with the kicking tee. Um, Losing James Tedesco early certainly didn't help them, and not having Joey Manu um, wasn't going to help them to start with. But if Tedesco's off, Manu goes back to fullback, and you're probably stronger. Hmm. So in this situation there, Joe Suwali, um, who, you know, as we talked about last week, apparently some of his friends are like, you've got to get rid of Tedesco. With what we saw at fullback, he's still young. He's not ready to be the fullback for the Roosters by any no. stretch. He doesn't have the um, ball
1: playing he... like Tedes- Tedesco. No. He can catch, he can run, but I think the ball playing's got to develop if he wants to play there for sure.
0: Yeah, and um, they also lost Crichton with an HIA later on, so they looked like the walking wounded out there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- But I think if cooler heads had prevailed, like we saw the week before, if cooler heads had prevailed, they could have got the result. Um, but my last bit was at least the team you predicted to win the comp is now out, um, and they only lasted a week longer than my predicted team. So mm. um, I feel justified, um, and it shows that we know nothing.
1: That's fair, but my top try scorer tip at the start of the year just solidified uh, yeah. solidified that. So um, with yeah. the grub- with the grubbiness, this might sound controversial, but that, I- I'd love it if they went the way of ice hockey and just let 1v1, one, one one, you know, just let them biff it out, have a fight, send them off for five minutes and they come back and, and they've got
0: it out of their system. It'd never happen. Yeah, I know. But how cool? That's that's why they all have the. That's why they have boxing fights in the off season, Richie. Um, Get it out. But yeah. um, Anything else you want to add on about that? That match.
1: Not really, mate. I I kind of agree with Jacko. Not a lot of footy, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Rivalry, bits of bitterness, um, drama. Yeah. But yeah. you, you you're right like football wise it took a long time to get that game out of the way but i enjoyed yeah. it. what it was
0: yeah so that means we move on to our our final um our final uh, tips i'll see if i can bring this up um shocking round for all of us fair to say um worse for me um i've never felt so low being at the bottom of this ladder um but richie you're at the lead. got the lead due to technicality of r coming before s um with two out of four which gives you overall two out of four simon also got two out of four and i got one out of four um so we'll see what happens this week um with only two games to pick um if you can give us your pick soon simon um but yeah um it was an interesting round. i put my picks that i picked here i put them up on Facebook uh last Thursday and said that I wasn't confident and could potentially have seen myself get all four games wrong so I'm happy I at least got one mm. um but yeah um, congrats to you two and um it, it means my chance of winning the whole thing's already gone um but I'm sure one of you two will, will take it nicely but um we'll go to questions got no questions in the crowd because we basically answered them all the way through um but I'll let you go with your question to me first.
1: Cool, mate. So which team and which player impressed you most after week one of the finals?
0: Um, I I had a think, and I feel it's cheating to say Penrith because Penrith played like Penrith do. Yeah. So do they don't really impress you when they do what they do every week. So I've gone with the Raiders. I think they've impressed me. Just the run they've gone on... Um, I've been really, really happy with how they went. And um, it was a game that they, you know, potentially they, they should have lost. You know, you go look into it and go, the storm should beat them. So I'm um, great for them there. So that's my team. Player that impressed me, um, no surprise, it's a forward. Um, I've gone with uh, Jason Tomolo. Um, Yeah. You know, he got 270 meters, um, 104 post contact. And he, he was, you know, on the money scoring that much needed try in the last minute to take his team to Golden Point. Um, so yeah, thought it was fantastic from him there. And um kind of showed ways worth the money. It's you know, the apples and oranges when you pay big dollars and you get Jason Mum uh Tomololo or you pay big dollars and you get David Fafita. Um so <laughs> Titans aren't in the in the running anymore, but I'm still sticking the knife into Fafita. <laughs> But, yeah, um, my, do you have – who, who yep. is your team?
1: So, player, I think, hard to go past Cleary. Didn't miss a beat. Um, yeah, and Mikey Mitchell just said, too, is Cleary reached his full potential. Yeah. I don't know, mate. He's still very young, but, gee, he's just – he's won the Origin Series. Now he's won a Grand Final. Very likely he could win another grand final this year back-to-back, which which is huge. Um, I think even if he has reached his potential, he's just pretty damn good right now, but he's only young. Uh, you got to say he could probably get even better. Um, he's probably our generation's, well, this next generation's um, Andrew Johns or Jonathan Thurston, you know, this next generation. I mean, he's... He's that top dog of of the here and now um, yeah. team. Team, I think, given where most people uh, envisaged they would finish this year, myself included, um, I think the Cowboys um, to go from most people tipping them to be bottom a bottom four team to now most one people way picked them for the spoon exactly, and now they're one one away from a grand final. Um, it's obviously like you say, easy to pick the Panthers as a team that impressed you, but I think Cowboys have come a long long way so I'm impressed by that.
0: Yeah, and before I ask you my question, I'll just answer Mikey's question as well where he said has Cleary reached his full potential. I don't think he has mm. like he, he's still too young um, you know I think it's it's only gonna get better for him. Um, there's still some issues with his games from time to time but he's probably the most consistent half we've seen since those thurston's and and mm. that which is what you pay them the big bucks for um to consistently give you you know the the rocks and diamonds are a hard to split type of scenario that we always talk about and um yeah I think we'll see we'll see a lot more out of him as well but you know he's he's pretty much done it all already um but yeah I I don't see him getting worse that's to say um and yeah, Simon said he's got no TikTok this year. So yeah, he, he's he's improved as well getting off the TikTok. Um, but my question for you before we move on was um, this is the first time since 2001 that both the Storm and Roosters have not reached week two of the finals. Do you think we're starting to see a change of the guard with these once dominant sides moving down the pecking order and getting replaced by the likes of Penrith and Cowboys and Sharks and whatnot?
1: How massive of a stat is that, by the way? 2001. Where were you yeah. in 2001? I was you know, I was probably just out of high school.
0: I was still in high school because um, I'm <laughs> younger than you. I was still in high school.
1: That's crazy. Um, I think the Roosters are probably in a better spot than the Storm, if I'm being honest. Um, they're going to welcome Brandon Smith next year. I think they'll still be they'll still be a team to watch for sure. I'm not going to say right here and now that the Storm are going to drop off completely, but I think next year's the last time Craig Bellamy's going to go around, isn't it? I think he said yes. he's, he's retiring after next year. They're going to lose a pretty big chunk of that forward pack, the Brom- Bromwich brothers, Kafusi, um, Brandon Smith. Um, I think oh, it's... it's <laughs> I'm so reluctant to say that they're not going to be a force because every time you say that, you see them bounce back. We've seen them lose Cam Smith, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, and they just still keep keeping on. But I think I think it's by Storm standards, they're going to struggle a wee bit um, next year onwards.
0: Yeah, I think the only change in the guard really is that the Storm used to be, it was always the Storm or Roosters were the team that's changed now the team is now penrith yeah um so it's changed in that stance i think the storm will go okay like i said you never write them off i think that first year without bellamy we'll see them drop because potentially we didn't talk about it but judging by the news it sounds like most likely that year Munster won't be there either yeah um so i think that's when you'd see them slide but a slide for the storm they might slide and end up being like seventh or eighth yeah, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and say they're they're wooden spoon bound or they're not going to make the finals because um, you just you're silly if you do that. Um, but yeah, and Simon said he thinks Melbourne some have to improve for the sake of the game in other parts of Australia. Um, yeah, it's a thing. I know my flatmate was in Melbourne a few weeks ago and said like, Mal- they don't care about it in Melbourne. Um, the general spectator, it's it's not an NRL area. Mm. Um, they they need to work on that somehow, but it's hard with AFL over there. But, um, yeah, I don't know. How how how
1: badly would you want the Warriors to be a side that comes 7th or 8th? <laughs> we talk yeah. about the, that being a slide for the Storm. I'd love for the Warriors to finish 7th or 8th right now.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. Um, it, it's just <laughs> – I suppose that just shows you the differences in expectations. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, Jacko's made a good point. He said the Storm have been dominant for years, yet have not grown the game at all in the area. Yeah, um, I don't, like, I'm not there, but I don't know. I, I assume it's hard with AFL, but um, you can say, like, with the Warriors, you know, try. they haven't done the greatest job recently with COVID, but trying to build league in Auckland when you've got um, this little All Blacks team running around is very difficult as well but they still try um and i feel like the storm just uh, keep bringing in players from other areas rather than trying to find those players um and yeah so i am said there's a small fan base here it's going to take generations to build up yeah it's still the thing like it's i still find it crazy that you can watch a a melbourne warriors game in melbourne and hear warriors chants in the crowd um just blows me away but yeah, it's something they need to work on. Um, I don't know how they're going to you'd think it would come naturally when you're winning every bloody year, but um it's it's a hard base. Um but yeah, we may as well go into our picks. Um oh, I didn't have my picture. Oh no. Um one moment, caller. I don't have the picture. So we I had a beautiful picture and it's gone. It's a beautiful picture of Nico Hines. Um, but we have two games this week. Friday night, we have Eels versus Raiders. Um, I have picked the Raiders, and so is Simon.
1: I'm going Eels. I'll be the, I'll be the point of difference. There you go. Comeback Stadium, I'm going to bank on Mitch Moses being healthy enough to play. <laughs> yeah, I just <laughs> want to see the start, Raiders continue. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Simon. I'd love to see the Raiders win, but um, I can also see a pair of bounce back.
0: Yeah, and then the final game of the round is Saturday night. Sharks versus Rabbitohs. I have gone with the Rabbitohs, and Simon has gone with the Sharks.
1: I'm going Rabbitohs. Uh, this one's at Allianz Stadium, which I think actually favours Souths. Um, and I think they're they're in a good spot of form. So I think they'll continue it.
0: Yeah, again, I'm 100% not confident in my picks. Um but, yeah, we'll see. Um, should be a good match. They, they both should be really good matches, though. Um, mm. So really going to look forward to about talking about them next week. Um, before we go, though, we have overseas uh, news. Um, we had our elimination rounds um, to set up our semifinals. So, um, but the big news coming out of it, we had um, Leeds defeated Catalans 20-10, to 10, and Salford defeated Uddersfield 28-0 which sees the um, semifinals be Wigan versus Leeds and St. Helens versus Salford. But the big news was the Catalans game. Um, Mitchell Pearce was Simbin twice in the match, and um, it's the referee for this match was pelted with plastic cups thrown by Catalans fans as he left the field. Catalans had three Simbins and a send-off, and their social media team tweeted in the 76th minute of the game um, having a go at the referee. Um I didn't get to watch the game. I tried when I heard this news, I tried to get it, but I couldn't find any replays um before we went on. But it just sounded like it was a, a capitulation from Catalan's and the ref obviously wasn't having a great day. But um yeah, I think it's a poor look from the fans doing that and the actual social yeah. media team for the club having a go while the game is on. Um
1: I think I think the club's social media whoever's running their social media should stay
0: away from
1: uh, tweeting about referees. It's not a good look at all.
0: Yeah. I'm not even involved with the Warriors, and I don't even do that um, on the social medias. I might have a slide dig on here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and um, Simon also mentioned it was a very confusing game because you didn't know if the games um, would be cancelled due to the death of the Queen, Um, which, yeah. We talked about that a few weeks ago about the – the rugby world cup rugby league world cup sorry having a a plan in place in case the queen passed away during the tournament um she kind of um gave them a solid there and, and left before it started but um yeah i thought it, we would have seen this pushed out but it seemed to be fine um yeah and that's what i said as well i uh, rugby league world Cup probably glad it's happened now um yeah it's obviously Sad times for her and her family. But, um yeah, it's at least meant that there's no distractions and no um, delays for the World Cup. But um some great games for the semifinals. With only two games in the NRL this week, I'm going to try to get both of these on my watch list, um, depending if I can time work with the work in the early mornings. But we'll see. Um, who, uh,
1: who are you going to tip there? Wigan and St. Helens?
0: I think so. Um, I'm a Wigan fan, so I'm biased. Um, and yeah. St. Helens, uh, St. Helens are kind of like your, your Melbourne or your Penriths. And when mm-hmm. it comes to Super League, they're just always there. Um, Wigan try their best, but sometimes they, they fall apart, but St. Helens is the constant. Um, but yeah, it should be, um, you said when it is seven, I, I don't know what you mean, Simon. Um, but yeah anything else you want to add before we move on?
1: No, thanks everyone for chatting with us again. We're minus Paul, but uh, yeah, I
0: forgot to mention that Paul's not here,
1: um, yeah, which we, is why we
0: the beautiful pictures.
1: with only half the games to review this week. We made good time and we won't have Paul um, messaging us tomorrow about
0: going for an hour and a half. We still will. He'll say it's, it was over an hour again, and there was only four games to talk about. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. So Simon said, yeah, Wiggins, Wiggins Leeds is on 7 Saturday morning on Sky Sports 4. The other match is 12 a.m. on Sunday. So, um, oh, yeah. I should be able to get both of those in. Um, yeah. I'll find find a way. Um, but, yeah, um, thank you all for joining us on the Standoff with Brandon Ritchie for your weekly update on Rugby League. Tune into our show next week at 8 p.m. here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, tune in 9 p.m. tomorrow if you want to watch us with Ruin Hammer talking about the Warriors season. I'm sure that's going to be great to relive. But, um, yeah, until then, um, thank you all. Cheers for joining me again, Richie, and cheers, everyone, for listening. And good night. Cheers. See you all next week.